Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome back, friends. We're excited to have listeners. Excited to have you back. We are, you know, getting into the end of the school year. You know, today we're excited to talk about something that we haven't really touched on much on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. It is something that we have come across, but it really piqued our interest this last school year. And that is the like idea of an immersion school. Like what is an immersion school? And we Mm -hmm. are very, very grateful to have Maria Ventura and Jasmine Allen Matora on our podcast today. Um, Just to give you a little bit of background on Maria, she was a special education teacher in a self-contained class of kiddos with ID K through five within a district. And she actually has two masters in multicultural education and in special education, which phenomenal, right? And I think one of the best people to be able to talk to us about what it is to be in an emerging school. And then Jasmine is a prevention intervention support services coordinator and the EL designee at a local school in um, Southern California. And ladies, we are just so grateful for you to take the time to come on and kind of just like start off with telling us what is an immersion school? Well, I'm going to go on ahead. Hello. Good morning. I'm Jasmine. And thank you so much for allowing us to come on to your podcast. Yes. And uh, speak to you all about this. An immersion school, basically, just in a nutshell, is where you have an opportunity to learn another language. So here at our school, the students have two programs. We have our bilingual Mm -hmm. program where the students are able to learn Spanish. Mm -hmm. And then we also Mm -hmm. have our English program, which we call the LEAP program, where they're able to fine tune their academic uh, language, which we know the academic language is English because that's where most of that's where all the testing is done. And so our students start off in TK and 90% of the day is Spanish. So that means that what 10% is in English. So nine, so there it's a full immersion program. Some programs you have 50, 50, but our school started uh, the 90, 10 model. So TK K one it is 90-10. And then once you get to second grade, it differs a little bit. It goes mm-hmm. then to an 80-20. And mm-hmm. then third grade, it moves to a 70-30. And then eventually by the time they're in fifth grade, it's a 50-50 model. And so think about it, TKK1, basically yep. the English that they're being exposed to is literally on the playground. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting, yeah, that's when they're getting their English. Like, think yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. at home, of course. Yeah, but they're fully immersed in the language. And so we have some kids who definitely, they're able to do it. They have, they take on the supports here at school. And then we have some students who, you know, it is a struggle. Um, the research shows that kids, when they enter by the end, second grade going to third grade, they're able to master learning the both languages. Because even though they're not being immersed in English, remember, they're still speaking English at home and in other mm-hmm. settings. Sure. Mm-hmm. So 
it takes a moment. And of course, we mm-hmm. our tests that we have to give them. So when looking at the testing scores, the reading scores, it is quite low when it comes to English for the K, you know, TK through second grade. And that's what I do is I provide intervention. So I pull those students mm-hmm. out and really go over phonics and phonemic awareness yeah. and expose them to the sounds. Because remember, they're hearing all the sounds in Spanish. So they have right got those English sounds. Right. So we know that a full immersion learning of a language works. That's why like study abroad programs work. And when people really immerse themselves in other countries, we know that that works. But what, where we get concerns of parents is that children as young as TK kindergarten are still learning to master the English language. Mm -hmm. And they have concerns about how that's going to work if they have no like background in that language that you're learning in the immersion school, can you talk a little bit about kind of the research behind like starting the way you're talking about the 90-10 when the students, yeah, I understand they're going to learn the English at home and on the playground, but talk to us a little bit about that and like how you would ease parents' mind about like starting with so much of that other language. Well, this is the thing. The parents don't have to know the language. They really don't have to know the language. They can go on ahead and expose the children to, you know, in the car, riding to and from home. They can put on the Spanish radio, whichever Mm -hmm. language the the child is going to and they're being fully immersed, whether it's Mandarin Chinese, whether it's French, they can put on, you know, that audio so that they're hearing it, they're listening. So the parents themselves don't have to speak the language. The whole point of having a program like this is the fact of just getting the kids to really honestly to be literate in different languages and to learn those different languages. And who knows what, what opportunities arise from knowing more languages. I know a lot of people who know a lot more languages than just one. Maybe they're trilingual, quadlingual, and they really do have more opportunities and are able to travel more and go other places and are a lot more creative because they're exposing their brain to all of that. Yeah. So I think it's a great way, but I can understand the fear of I don't speak this language at home and how can I best support them? There's also programs within this community. We had a program here at our school where the kids were able to go after school and work with Spanish tutors. There's lots of resources. And so one parent has to be real versed in that. And then also join the PTA because the PTA really does make those types of decisions as to what resources are available on your campus. And so this is where parents have to get involved. And Maria and I talk about this all the time. It's you can't put all of that responsibility upon the school. Parents also have to play a participative role. Yeah. And basically they are saying that with research in full immersion programs, the children are able to develop initial literacy in the immersion language, mm-hmm. and then they develop mm-hmm. a complete understanding of the foreign language. And then the other benefits also is as they read the foreign language, they have an understanding of the relationship between the spoken language and the written word, which then can easily transfer from one language to another. I know for me personally, whenever I travel, I try to, if I can, learn the language prior to me going to that country, because not only do you have an understanding of the culture, you also get Mm -hmm. an understanding of um, just in general, the nuances. And as I travel from one country to another, after a while, you kind of can break down the, oh, this word is similar to this. So it kind of builds vocabulary and it helps increase. Also, study shows in terms of analytical skills. It allows you to be more on how you break things down, the language and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Well, I think just even at a base level, the exposure, right, to another language, just like we 
um, say, you know, children with unique learning challenges should stay in the least restrictive environment with typical, you know, whatever, quote unquote, typical peers mean, right? With their their peers to provide all the support, right? Exactly. To provide them that space because they learn from their their peers. And and just like the world doesn't have special day classrooms, the world just have Mandarin speaking classrooms, you know, Spanish speaking classrooms. It's all just like a mixing pot, right? And so then for children to see another language as, hey, this is normal. People don't just speak English, right? Which I feel like for a lot of people, they go a long time just thinking, oh, well, everybody speaks English. <laughs> I really do think exactly. some people think that. Um, yeah, you know, other countries, yeah. at the minimum, yeah. they speak language. I mean, yes. Europe alone. Totally. Yeah. allows you yep. to think globally. And it also makes you, uh, that's what I always tell my daughter, it allows you to be very marketable. Yes. So my daughter yes. is fortunate enough that we actually participate in the school that we work at, dual program. So she went through mm. that as well. Mm-hmm. And I bet you see the difference in having your resume be well-rounded. And we're not just saying, hey, just do it for, for your resume, but it really builds different exactly. skills. It just like gives you, you the foundations. Yeah. And then it just exactly. helps you just um, see different cultures, different way of learning yeah. and the way they teach it as well to the program itself. Right. Very diverse, very full, very challenging. And then that's the best thing that you can offer your child is to challenge them mm-hmm. and push them to what they're able to do and their ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said, so starting in second, third grade, we start to increase the amount of instruction in English. And that kind of resonates with, you know, up until that point, we are learning to read. And then we get to second, third grade, we are reading to learn. So yeah. do you see that the students are still able to develop a lot of the writing and reading comprehension skills in English that they're also going to need. They take that a lot more of that on starting at that point. I see it definitely. Of course, there Mm -hmm. are a cluster of students who struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole purpose Mm -hmm. of me being in this position is to help Mm -hmm. them in whatever academia they may need help. But yes, the kids go on ahead and they transition smoothly. They're able to go on ahead, as Maria said, transfer that knowledge from one language to another. So a lot of the kids do make that leap. They're able to do that. And then given provided that they have supports from their home front, that's how you really, really do thrive, not just in an immersion program, but just in mm-hmm. life is having support. Mm-hmm. So again, parents have to play that role. I understand sometimes as parents, I am a parent of two kids, myself, one that's going on to college, one that just started high school this year. And it is a very hard, hard task to do when you are a working parent. But yes. you no, know, you put in what you get and mm-hmm. if you work, then you will reap the benefits. Exactly. And so parents yeah. educate themselves and understand, you know, what it is that they're getting themselves into. And right. how are they going to be that guide in helping their kids? Well, I mean, realistically, parents should be involved in their child's education, no matter yes. what, whether they're in their yeah, I was just going to say, so yeah, yeah. The parents shouldn't see this as, oh, it's an extra burden, because mm-hmm. this is something that you already should be doing as mm-hmm. parents being exactly. involved. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so there's got to be that connect with home and school and what have you. And just going back to speaking about students, how they benefit learning different languages, as I Mm -hmm. stated before, my I have a niece and nephew who migrated from England and they moved to France because of all the wonderful educational benefits that were awarded to them. And my niece is now studying in Bulgaria to become a doctor like Bulgaria. Wow. Wow. 
all places, but it's because she's been exposed to all these exactly. different languages and all these different mm-hmm. opportunities. And that's what we want to do for our, our students is that we want to expose them to everything that's out there. And then they can decide exactly what tools and re- they're going to use in order to pave their way. So Vicky and I met studying abroad in Spain when we were in law school. And because Vicky speaks Spanish, she had the benefit of being able to participate in an internship program there, wow. which, you know, was something that I couldn't benefit from because you know, I took Spanish in high school, but I was nowhere near, like I could never have done what she did. And so that just goes to show you like just the things that you can be exposed to by having that knowledge. It's so wonderful. I mean, the same way you would enrich your child's life with, you know, soccer program or a dance class Mm -hmm. or learning Mm -hmm. a musical instrument. I see it in the same way. It's Mm -hmm. an enrichment program. Or just simply as we were stating before, when it comes to special education, by providing our Mm -hmm. students who have IEPs, having those resources, then they're able to see what talents and skills they have. And they're able to work on that. The whole thing is for us all to be productive and play the part. We all have skills, all have talents. And so by being exposed to those different opportunities, we're able to hone in our skills and see exactly how we can benefit the world because everybody's able to provide some type of service. And so if we're able to work together and you have your talents, you have your skills, just think how better this world will be. And that's why I love that education is because we want to help kids realize their potential, whatever it may be. That is why I'm here. Yeah. You are preaching to the choir here. (laughs) Like, no, this is, this is incredible. And just to, you know, obviously be, be the, the person that, that doesn't know anything about this. So children with IEPs, you do have them at your school. Yes. Yes. In our dual language program, in our emergency program. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amazing. And, Amazing. And the, the only thing is that when we do remember that the intervention that I provide, it's not in Spanish because I speak Spanish, but I'm not uh, proficient enough to really give them that academic Spanish. So I do provide mm-hmm. a lot of intervention in English. And usually mm-hmm. it's not the Spanish in which they need help because they're, remember, they're fully immersed in the Spanish it's the English. So the mm. vowels, sounds. And so I'm just reminding them, okay, when we see the letter U and we're, we're talking about English, it's uh, it's not, what is the sound for Spanish? It's for the uh. For Spanish U. A-E-O-U. Yeah, it's not U. So just Ooh. getting them to understand that. But yes, we have a large, our resource teacher who couldn't be here today, wonderful gentleman by the name of Chris Sarney. Got to just put that name out there. Uh, <laughs> most of his caseload are students in the dual language program. And oh my goodness, I have to say this. Okay, so we have students who are labeled as ELs, English learners, okay? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The new term is going to be immersion bilinguals. They're going to start that next year, but we'll refer Ooh. to them as ELs right now. Oh. And we have students who have IEPs who pass the proficiency test that we have to give the students. Because remember, it's our due Mm -hmm. diligence that we Mm -hmm. have to see how proficient they are in English. And we have students with IEPs who've gotten fours and have passed the test and who have reclassified. So yes, it is possible to have an IEP and be in a full immersion program. But again, everybody has to be doing their part. Parents, teachers, resource teachers, intervention coordinators, principals, everybody has to play a role. Yeah. yeah. And then based on the National Education Association, because we were like researching a little bit, we have the foundation. They had mentioned how sometimes parents wonder, hey, how is my child going to do if they're struggling in math? Um, will they be able to catch right. up? So according to the studies that they've looked into, they do catch up. In fact, based on their statistic, they show that dual language students not only catch up, but they pass up English only students based on the foundation of learning that they've learned in the other language that they're taking on. 
that's fascinating. And, you know, I, I love that research is, is being done because it, it really takes away the anxiety that a parent would feel. And so if a parent was interested, the recommendation then is to start your child in TK, right? We're not just yes. dropping them in during the second grade, right? Um, uh, we, we've had, had parents who do that. The recommendation okay. is for second grade because mm. that 90-10 model. And so once mm. they get to second grade, remember it changes. It's now what yes. it's 80-20 and then third mm. is 70-30 and then fourth and fifth is going to be 50-50. So you definitely as early, it's with anything. Think about it when your child has an eligibility, early intervention is best. Mm-hmm. It's so the, mo- the earlier you can intervene and you can go on ahead and expose your child to whatever resources that are there, the best it's going to go on ahead and stick because the neurons and the mm-hmm. synapses are still being mm-hmm. developed so they can go on ahead and uh, make those connections. But we've had students who come in second grade who do really well and they flourish. Yes. Wow. Never too late. I mean, kids are just like remarkable. They really are like the, in the brain. Right. And, and just like you had, had said, I think it was your niece, right. Um, yes. Bulgarian, like, like those, those pathways because of the dual language that, you know, she was exposed to and, and learn, like, just like, it kind of like unlocks something. Right. Yes. So that can, even though it's a different language and obviously different languages stem from other languages. So then you see Maria, like you were saying, oh, this is the same word, right? Like I believe my husband is half Japanese. Uh, I speak Spanish and pan is the same in, uh, word for bread in Spanish and in Japanese, which is like crazy, right? Because you hear Japanese and then you hear um, Spanish and they seem totally different, but it's it's so interesting to see like where we just all are like in a big melting pot. Exactly. Exactly. So what else do you think that it is important for parents to know about immersion programs? Obviously we got parent participation. We want early as possible. Is there anything else that you can think of that you think would be useful? And then obviously all the research that you guys reference in why immersion, the benefits, right? Outside of just learning a second language, is, is there anything else that you can think of um, that is important for parents to know and understand? I think a main factor in, in parents' understanding is that sometimes when we do things for our kids, we initially do it for ourselves. <laughs> so, yes, well, living wow. through your yeah. kids. Yeah. Our kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. really do recognize if this is the program for your children. And if it's not, don't see it as a failure because there's always going to be more opportunities exactly. for your child to learn another language. But we do have that that struggle and that tug of war where the parents are really pushing for the child to learn another language and the child is just not they're not motivated to do it. Exactly. You know, and so I want parents to know that every program is find the program that works best for you and really have that conversation with your child. Have an open dialogue as to whether or not this is what they want to do, because we want them to love the language. We want them to really be, you know, have a joy and a love for it. We don't want there to be a hate relationship. So really Mm -hmm. just continue to have that dialogue with your child as to whether or not this is the right fit program for them. Yeah. And, you know, I, something that you had said before, Jasmine, too, I just want to make sure we hit on it is that, you know, the teachers are teaching in Spanish, right? They are not teaching Spanish, which I think is, I mean, like words are important, right? Words matter. And, and this is a perfect example um, because one would think, oh yeah, they're like learning 
Spanish. Yes, but they're learning in Spanish, right? Yes. And and the immersion yes. model is just that, just like what we said at the top of the, the program, you want to be immersed in that language, immersed exactly. in. And I think that that's a really important distinction that I, I think is important for parents to understand as well. Like your child is learning constantly. I know that from birth, you're speaking English to your child and that's the, the zero to five, right? They, they harp you. We have commercials like sing, talk, you know, to your child, you know, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And school will be one component where your child will be immersed in that language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I just, I wanted to be sure. So then at your school, um, it is Spanish. I know that a friend of ours here in Orange County, I think the local school is, uh, teaches Mandarin. I know in Anaheim Unified, they, they have a Mandarin program as well. But you guys out in LA, um, what other languages are those? The two main oh, languages. Variety. There's a variety. We have. Oh my goodness. Friends. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Schools. We offer yeah. also Mandarin and one German. of the schools, German and Russian. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Or oh, Russian. Yeah. The main thing is to go onto our uh, district's website, yes. LAUSD, mm-hmm. uh, Los Angeles Unified School District, <laughs> and just find a bio. We have a lot of bilingual programs mm. we have yeah. some, there's a plethora of them yes. and there's some schools where they have two languages so they might have mandarin there's a school down the street uh they, they have spanish yeah, they do spanish and mandarin there's actually two oh, wow where they do both languages so yeah it's i mean the opportunity is there parents just have mm-hmm. to become educated and go onto the mm-hmm. website and explore and explore and explore you know there's so many resources so many Well, we thank you so much for being here. We hope that, you know, this was some good information for our listeners. We'll definitely put all your information in the show notes. And if our listeners are kind of still on the fence and want more information, um, you know, is there more information that they can gather just in general on immersion schools besides just your, like, are there any resources for them? If they go on to, can we say our school's information? (laughs) (laughs) We just do like what I do. This is what I taught my daughter. Google it and find 10 credible websites and see a pattern. And then from there, Uh, decision. Yeah, my daughter's 14, but she already, if you, if you want something, then you need to research it. At least 10 credible websites, find a pattern. You know, that's standard. Oh, it is. (laughs) I just just do it myself. So I have my daughter do it. So then then and then you can make a decision that's best, you know, that's the seventh grade standard is being able to, no, be able to to analyze and and critically think about (laughs) Uh, exactly like reliable sources so knowing that wikipedia is not a reliable source or tmz you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yes yes yeah, i love you guys you no, are so funny always bring that teacher hat <laughs> yep. you have to teach them those skills and that they learn yeah, you know? yeah. It's functional <laughs> i love it i i have um younger kiddos and i had seen something where they say three before me right so it's mm-hmm. like try three times before yes. you get mama you know and so that exactly. just reminded me at, at a lower lower level <laughs> yeah. i know i'm, t- I'm telling that to my daughter am i the only adult here uh where's dad where's uncle <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh my god that's so every funny. day yes that is so funny oh my goodness well ladies thank you thank you so much for coming on and really just shedding such wonderful light on the immersion programs and how parents can get more access about them. Listeners, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for having us.